Hello, this is Terry, cut in to do this week's uh, project step number four podcast recording covering chapters eight and nine. Chapter eight, question to address is, can you think of specific motivation techniques that would motivate you in each of the four categories in chapter eight's exhibit 8.3? First one, and I kind of ranked these in no real uh, methodical order other than just I wanted to knock the negative ones out first and, and end up with the positive ones on the back side of answering this question. Number one, with extrinsic negative approach, threats and punishment. Now, though I don't like the idea of threats and punishments, who does really though? I do see how it can be beneficial in some ways, uh, especially when it comes to getting people to participate and, and do programs or activities. One example of this at work each year to encourage me to get my physical done during open enrollment, there are a couple of different tiers of uh, uh, insurance that are offered. And one of the ways that we get motivated to get our physicals in every year and to get the lower rate of the two is to do, at least within every calendar year, at least provide proof of one, of one yearly physical. Uh, as one tactic that has really worked very well in getting me to make sure I get my physical. I should do it on my own anyways, but um, this certainly is one motivation that really gets me uh, to doing it. Number two, intrinsic negative approach, tapping into self-doubts and anxieties. This area of motivation I think is possibly the least effective as it does not have a long-term pattern of helping uh, the person that this may be being used on. Uh, Addressing or working upon someone's anxieties, fears, or doubts Unless you're trying to help them through something, it almost seems sort of mean to an even attempt doing this, in my opinion. I know for myself, um, it doesn't bother me as much if a person were to do this to me because I'm more focused on uh, benefits out of work. I'll get to that here in a second and addressing one of the other positive ways of motivating. But for this uh, intrinsic negative approach, um, um, I just don't really care much for it and I don't like it just just to be completely honest about it but uh, um, I really think if you're going to be using this you should be using this in terms of coaching an employee rather than using their self-doubts and their anxieties against them uh, so I really couldn't give a very good way of how this would help me other than I just flat out don't like it care for it probably number three extrinsic positive approach rewarding such as rewards such as pay bonuses and praise uh, this area of motivation is probably not the one I'm most driven by, although I do still get pleasure from it. We like to get paid. We like to get bonuses. Uh, one thing I actually do really like, uh, also at where I work, uh, our HR team is, does a very good job. We're probably about a 450, 500 employee uh, electric cooperative utility and gas utility. Um, and one thing our HR team does a very good job is giving little gifts and just little bitty thoughts of... Uh, thinking about the employees, like around holidays, Valentine's, Halloween, Christmas. Um, later this week, as a matter of fact, down here in Texas, um, you know, we're coming up on our first 100-degree weather today, as a matter of fact. Well, this Thursday, we have an ice cream social that they've planned for outsides, you know, so we can kind of be in the outdoors, hopefully under the shade. Um, but I like those kind of things because it, it brings people together, and it's just a little gift. It's not very much um even like just getting a little coffee cup or something is just is just really cool um now the thing that i'm most motivated motivated by is the intrinsic positive approach helping people enjoy their work and to get a sense of accomplishment 
Uh, this area is what drives me the most. Uh, I just love where I work in that I have flexibility and freedoms to hear about people's challenges, like with the business users that I work with, hearing about their challenges and, and, and being able to just either offer coaching, offer guidance, or sometimes rolling up my sleeves and just, hey, let's go to work. Um, but I also like the management side of this, the leadership uh, and, and getting to know the team that I lead, uh, trying to find their goals, their objectives, the things that they want out of life, out of their careers. Every one of them's different, have different personalities, and just I just want to play a part in helping them feel satisfaction and knowing that based on my my behaviors and how I interact with them, I can help influence how they feel about the company, how they feel about work, how they feel about leadership in general, and, and just love that I get to uh, participate and influence that as a leader, but also know that these things is what also motivates me, is just knowing that I have made a difference in, in someone's life, uh, either personal or, or work. Chapter 9. Uh, why do you think storytelling is such a powerful means of communicating for a leader? How is active listening related to storytelling? Uh, I, I come from a long line of of uh, well, people that have served in various leadership roles, from education to construction. But we have the gift of gab, and and and, and have stories and love telling them. But I think when you come at it from the leader perspective, and also thinking about active listening. Uh, I think where a person or a leader should first focus is to hear other people's stories. Know the things that make them light up. Know the things that make them smile and just, you know, whether it's pride in a grandchild or a child or love of their hometown. Uh, getting, getting the teams that you lead to tell their stories is how I think you're going to make a good connection. It may be sharing your own personal stories along the way. Um, can certainly impact that and help make a difference there. But when you hear their stories and then you try to figure out how to mix your stories as far as teaching moments and coaching moments, I think you have a greater opportunity at creating a, a work relationship. Um, and, and, but to hear their stories, you must be an active listener. Uh, and building that relationship with people, you got to hear their stories. That way you can be allowed to enter into their world. Um, I think that's just a very big, important deal uh, in this aspect of active listening and then taking that opportunity to tell stories. Listen to them, talk to them, uh, and these stories will give you that chance to uh, find out what makes them tick. And then learning these things, um, uh, you can make an impact and make a difference uh, teaching things and explaining things. And, and, you know, as a leader, influencing what's important to you, but can do that trying to find how to tap into what makes them tick by and also helping to coach and drive the team forward um that that that's those are my thoughts on the chapter readings this week um storytelling really kind of really made me light up because uh, i love stories um have a good day and uh thanks for your time